Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message.
know God's got a purpose for your life, and, and it's like, I, mean, I know it's there, but I just, I don't know what that is yet. I've been waiting for a sign, or I'm waiting for confirmation, and I'm waiting, and waiting, and waiting, and then we, we get tired, and we get impatient, you know, or maybe, maybe you do know what, what that purpose is, and, and it's just not quite come to pass yet, and you've been waiting, you've been praying, and you've been diligent, right? Maybe there's a relationship um, in your life that needs to be resolved, and you're, you're kind of waiting for that to work out, or, or whatever it might be. Maybe it's maybe it's a breakthrough that you need. Maybe you've been praying for a healing. Maybe it's a job that you're looking for. Maybe it's a promotion. It's like everybody else is getting raises, and I've been working hard, and I'm trying. And, and sometimes, if we're real honest today, and I wish we would be, we get tired waiting sometimes. Sometimes waiting leads us to wanting. And that wanting leads us to wondering. And that wondering leads us to wandering. I know it's a lot of W's in there. You gotta stick with me. I'm a pastor, so I gotta throw those in there for you. We end up trying to create something on our own. So we're waiting, we get impatient, so I, I want an end result. And so I begin to wonder, like, where is God? Or why isn't this happening? Or, or should I go ahead and just make make this? And then we end up taking matters into our own hand because we're impatient, because we are looking for answers. What do we know? We end up wandering from where God wants us to go, who He's wanting us to be, and what He's wanting us to do. First Samuel chapter twenty-four. If you'll turn there with me today, we've been in this series called uh, "Not Feeling It" because there's some times. Uh, in our life, as we go through it, uh, things happen, uh, we go through some things, or, or, or we find ourselves in, in this waiting season in our life, and, and it's like, ah, you know, I wish I wish things were different, or maybe you, you feel like maybe I should have been further along in life than I am today, or, or maybe just stuff happens. We're living in, in just crazy times today, and, and, and we just find ourselves just not feeling it sometimes, whether it's just not feeling life, or maybe not feeling super spiritual, and we find ourselves not feeling it. This particular text I want to look at, it's, it's typically used in like leadership uh, type things because you have King uh, Saul who's pursuing King David. He, David is on the on the run. He's not quite the king yet. He's been anointed the king. He's the next guy in. Saul is on his way out. Uh, but but I, I begin to kind of plug this out. And, and normally you see this text because David's hiding in a cave and could have killed Saul, but, but he doesn't. He says, don't touch my, uh, the Lord's anointed, right? We know that, and it's all about honoring leadership, and, and it's been used in that, that spirit a lot. But, but I began to look at this, and I began to put my, myself in David's shoes thinking, I've already been anointed king. I'm the next guy. It's going to happen. Saul, the current king, has lost his ever-loving mind. He's throwing spears at me. He's been chasing me down. I'm hiding in a deck of cave. When's my time going to come? David could have easily found himself not feeling. So I want to look at it from that perspective. And I want to contrast these two kings. Because you got one king who God said, I, I'm rejecting you as king now. And the next guy is up. And I want to I I contrast between the two today. So if you find yourself in a waiting season, I, I hope God speaks to you through this message, uh, through his Holy Spirit uh, today. But let's go ahead Get ready to open up God's Word and read this. As you're turning there, maybe you're already there. First Samuel chapter 24, we'll start in verse 1 and read to verse 7. Uh, like I said, David's already been anointed king. He's already gotten great fame. He's defeated Goliath. People are praising him that he's 
you know, killed, killed his ten thousands and saw them, you know, and they're already kind of putting him up high on, on a pedestal, and, and Saul's been slipping further and further away from God. On one occasion, uh, Saul didn't listen to the prophet Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, Samuel had told Saul, listen, wait for me. It's going to be seven days, wait for me before you do anything. And Saul, the seven day came up, Saul began to be impatient, began to listen to the voices of his men and other people. And so he's like, well, bump this. Let's just build the altar and let's burn the sacrifice ourselves. And he, and he takes matters into his own hand. And then you see Samuel the prophet come back and he gets very irritated with, with Saul. He says, what have you done? Why didn't you wait? I told you to, to wait. And he became impatient. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, God told Saul to go against the Amalekites and, and destroy everything, everyone, everything, no animals, nothing, right? So Saul has this great victory, but he keeps the king, takes him captive, doesn't kill him, and they take all the best livestock. And God comes hard at him and is like, what happened? He's like, well, I did what you said, but why do I hear the bleeding of sheep, is what the text said. You didn't do exactly what, yeah, you got the victory, but you didn't do what I told you to do. And he tells the prophet Samuel, God tells Samuel this, I regret making Saul king. Why? Because he was disobedient, he was impatient. So now we find Saul in a place where he's out, God's presence has left him. He's not able to hear from God, even when he wants to. He's been tormented by evil spirits. David will come and play his heart to soothe him. David beats the Goliath. His fame has grown. Saul's jealousy has grown and grown and grown against him. And now we find Saul pursuing David to try to kill him. So now that I've got you up to speed, so to speak, let's go to Samuel first. Or excuse me, first Samuel uh, chapter twenty-four, starting in verse one. After Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he was told David is in the desert of Enjedi. So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all of Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. He came to the sheep pen along the way. The cave was there. And Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, This is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal, for you to deal with you. Or, for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off the corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was conscience-stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. Let's pray. Oh, God, we love you. Thank you for your word today. I pray that, God, it will be more than just words on a page, Lord. That, God, you, you gave us your word to instruct us, to, to change us, to shape us into the people you're calling us to be. You've called us to be. And God, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would bring to light, Lord, what it is that you want us to hear today, God. Lord, I know we find ourselves waiting sometimes, and, and we, we're, we're, we're humans, and in our imperfection, God, we, we, we find ourselves impatient, Lord, wondering what to do. God, may in those moments where we learn to just turn to you and trust in you and only you, God. Lord, not our own understanding, Lord, but to trust in you with all of our heart. 
So God, speak to us today. Move in this place. Change us. In Jesus' name, amen. So Saul's downfall, again, we're going to contrast these two different leaders, right? Saul's downfall was his inability to trust God. God would tell him, this is, this is what I want you to do. And he would, he would do it, but he would only have to do it, right? He, he, would, he would grow impatient. He would be disobedient. And that, that led to his downfall, right? Oftentimes, he would listen to the voice of the crowd rather than listen to the voice of God. He'd give in to fear. In those times of waiting, we have got to learn how to trust God. Even when in our own reasoning, and in our own mindset, and in our own logic, we think, all right, we've got to do something. We've got to learn to trust God. And it's for our own good to do that. Learn to trust God, even in the waiting, even in the wondering, even in the, in the I don't even know if God's in this right now. And, and we've got to learn to just simply trust in Him. Listen, I, I serve, I don't know about, I serve an on-time God. Like, in His ways are not my ways. Sometimes it doesn't work out the way I would like to, but it always, if I trust in God, it will always work out the way He wants it to, the way it needs to be, the way I need it to be. Sometimes we don't get what we want, but we give what we need, right? And, and with God, He will always show up on time. But there's some times when, when we have to go through that waiting. It's a time of, of testing. It's a time of learning. It's a time of, of learning to lean on God and, and not our own understanding, not the way that we want things. Come on, come on, parents. You know it does no good if you do your child's homework. If you do your kid's science project, that does them no good. They don't learn anything. So when they go to take the test, they don't know the answers. Because they haven't put in the work themselves. It's the same way for us. There's some things we're going to go through. There's some things that we need to learn how to wait through and trust God through so that when the test does really come, we'll know how to get through it. The waiting season is difficult for us. It's frustrating sometimes. Just be real. Like, it's frustrating. But it's important for us to trust God through that. In our waiting, trust that God is working. Don't be like Saul and give in. Don't, don't be like Saul and be disobedient. Don't be like Saul and allow that, that, that waiting uh, in that time lead you to wandering away from God. Don't step out on your own, even though you really want to because you're impatient. Wait on God because that's what got Saul in trouble. If he would have just waited on God, if he would have just listened and done what he said. Right? How do you go from being the king, the, the guy, right? God's anointed to being jealous of the next guy on your way out, not even able to experience God's presence or hear his voice anymore, tormented by evil spirits, right? But because he was impatient and disobedient. Don't let waiting on God lead you to wondering from God. Let waiting lead you to wanting God more. Let that waiting lead you to wanting God more. Even if you feel like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not hearing God, all right, well, well, seek Him more. Seek Him. Listen even harder. Pray even harder. Worship even more. Like, like those are not times for us to quit, give up, and just say, "Well, God's not there." No, He is. He's wanting you to trust in Him, even through these difficult times in our lives. Sometimes we look past God to whatever it is that we are waiting for. Sometimes we look past God. Because, because we want the end result. We want the answer. We want the blessing. We want the light at the end of the tunnel. We want the breakthrough. We want all. And sometimes we look past God because this is what, where I want to get to. I want to get there. 
Sometimes the end result becomes greater than God himself. Sometimes we want the blessing more than the blesser. Sometimes we want the giftings more than the giver of those gifts. Sometimes we want the breakthrough more than the waymaker. Learn to seek his presence more in those waiting seasons of our life. When you're waiting on that answer to that prayer, when you're waiting on that breakthrough, dig into God even more. Dig down deep and inside and, and, and stir up some faith inside of you. Cry out to God even more in those waiting seasons. And when you do, you develop a deeper faith. When you do, you get to know God more. We actually get to know God more intimately in these waiting times. Why? Because we learn to trust in Him even more. Resist the temptation to become impatient. Because impatience leads us to disobedience. can lead us to disobedience. Because we often step outside of God and do our own thing. It's like a, a couple that went to the airport. They're, they're ready to catch the flight. And, and they get there early, they're on time, right? And they, they, they show up at the gate before everybody else. And they get ready to board. And they begin calling people's names, right? They begin calling seat assignments and things like that. And, and their names start getting called. And, and it's like, hold up, man, what's going on? We were, we were here. Like, they haven't called our name yet. And, and, and they're like, man, just, just be patient, right? Sir, just be patient. It's like, no one's patient at the airport. No man, like we, we rush to get on the plane and we're gonna sit on the plane for a minute until they take off and it's not comfortable. So I'm good, I'll be in the back, it's fine with me. Right? As long as I get a window seat, I don't care. But they're, they're, they're beginning to grow impatient and more names get called and more people get on the plane and, and, and it's like, oh, they start getting frustrated. You know how people get. They start getting frustrated. Like, hold up, I paid a lot of money to get on this plane and we showed up here first and no one's letting on this plane. What's the deal? more people get put on the plane and they get left last and they feel disrespected how could you do this this is unprofessional finally they're the last ones to get called to go on the plane as they go to get on the plane and begin to look at their seat assignment as they get on the plane they realize they have been upgraded to first class now i don't know if you've ever been upgraded to first class but bro that that's a happy day because i've had that one time happen you got, I'm a tall guy, so you get lots of leg room there. Like, first class is all right. I don't want to pay for it, but, but they get upgraded to first class. And they begin to, to change. Their countenance change. They, they, they become happy. They're no longer upset. Sometimes waiting isn't all that bad. When we trust God, waiting can actually become a blessing. But oftentimes we despise waiting. Because we grow impatient. Control freaks. We want, we want what we want when we want it, right? So Saul and his men, they learn where David is. And they pursue him. They learn where he is and they, they go after him once more. They pursue him. And Saul stops to go to the bathroom in a cave where David is. They don't know where David, David and his men are hiding out in this cave. He goes to, to, to go to the bathroom. I guess he gets caught with his pants down. He's back around the jungle. We saw him still the bathroom, Dave's in there hiding, and all Dave's men's like, yo, this is it. This is your chance, man. And, and look what they even do. They try to make this spiritual, right? Because that's what a lot of us try to do. We make things spiritual that aren't really spiritual. And they're like, David, this is your chance. This is the, what the, the word of the Lord said, that, that you would get your chance. Right? And they try to get in his ear, and David's like, no, I, this is not honor. 
this would not be honoring, you know, this would not be honoring the king. This would not be the way to go. And, and so David, David doesn't take that. So this, this, I mean, this could have been it. This could have been his time. Like, I'll take the king out. He'll stop chasing me. This will end in his craziness. I'll take the throne. Like, this, this would actually work in David's favor. But, but he doesn't do this. So let's read it a little more. In chapter 24, verse 5 through 13. Afterward, David was conscious stricken for having cut off a corner of his right. It even bothered him to even cut off his robe, right? He says to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went on his way. And then David went out of the cave and called out to Saul, My Lord the king. When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. He said to Saul, Why do you listen what men say David has been on harming me? This day you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you, I said. I will not lay my hand on my Lord, because he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe. Did not kill you. See that there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. This could have been David's chance, but he's like, listen, Saul, I could have done it, man. Put a prison, shake it, bop, 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 and I would have been done, right? Game over. Could have took my chance, but I, I did it. So I want to honor you. I want to do this. The right way. I want this to happen in God's time. See, a good opportunity is not always a God opportunity. Just because it looks good doesn't mean it's it's what we should do. It doesn't always mean it's God's will or His way. David could kill Saul. He had the right to, at least in self defense, because this man has been chasing him. He could have at least taken him captive and said, "Look, this man's coming to take my life." Like he could have done something, but but how does that look? David becomes the next king by killing the current king by who's taking the leak in the back of the cave, you know, like, how does that look? That looks a little sketchy, right? I know how he wants to become the king and, and, and continue God's plan for his life, right? David chose to honor God and the king rather than carry out his own agenda. And rather than listen to the voice of everybody else. There's going to be some times that some people in your life, they're not going to get it. They're not going to understand. Why do you keep praying? Nothing's happened. They're not going to understand. Why, why do you tie? Why do you give so much money? Because they, they don't get it. They don't understand. What? Why, why do you spend so much time at church? They don't get it. They don't, at the end of the day, we have to follow God's plan for our life. Guess what? It's not their plan. It's not your friends, your family, your coworkers. It's nobody else's plan, and they're not going to get it. They're not going to understand. It's your calling. It's what God has called you to do. You have to stick to that and trust in that. David learned to trust God by regularly seeking Him. He had an intimate relationship with God. We see him all throughout his, his story and his life of praying. He's seeking wisdom. He prays and, and asks God what he should do. He hears his voice. He's obedient to that voice for the most part, at least up to this point, right? Waiting on God doesn't mean we possibly do nothing. There's a difference in us having faith in doing something and then stepping out on our own, right? 
David was actively seeking the Lord in this time. He wasn't throwing up his hands. Well, I guess it's just not going to happen. I guess maybe I heard God wrong. Or, or, or I, I, I guess I interpreted that. You know, he continues to seek after God, even in this time. His intimate prayers are, are, are recorded in the book of Psalms. And they give us insight to what David was going through and feeling in this time. In Psalm 59, it's recorded and said to be during one of Saul's pursuits. Of David and in Psalm 59:9, David says, uh, "Oh my strength, I watch for you. You, O oh God, are my fortress, my loving God." He's watching for God. Watching denotes some activity, right? He's he's active. He's not passively just waiting on God. Well, God said, it. "I'm just going to sit here and wait till He dumps it in my lap." Right? No, he's actively pursuing God. He's actively waiting and watching for God. In Psalm 136. Refers to a wide-eyed waiting, even as a watchman waits for the morning. David's prayer life was a key component to his ability to trust God. And not just trust God, but trust his process. David didn't want it if God wasn't in it. If this didn't feel right, if he didn't have the peace about it, if this didn't seem like a, a God thing, he, he didn't want it. And this was one of those moments that we see. Saul, Saul here's the contrast between this. Saul was a people pleaser. It, it, his armies, his men would say, no, we, we, you know, we need to do this, or we need to do that, or we're waiting on the prophet Samuel, what are we doing, why are we waiting? And Saul would give in to this, in fact, one, one time, Saul uh, responds to Samuel and says, I feared, and I listened to the people, and what they had to say, what they wanted. He listened to the people rather than listening to God, and actually lost him. His ability to hear from God all together. What do you do when you come to that place when, when you're not sure what to do next? You're waiting. You do the next right thing. That's what David did. He's waiting. He felt like, hey, this is this is not this is not right. I know, I know what you guys are saying. Yes, this seems like an opportune time. This my enemy has been laid down right in my hands, literally. But this isn't the way. This isn't it. David's on the run, he's hiding out. I mean, everything seems to be falling in place. He, he's already been anointed, but the time is not yet. Current king is already losing his mind. He's already on the way out. He's trying to kill David, but guess what? David doesn't panic. He doesn't rush things. He doesn't take things into his own hands. He doesn't quit on God. Doesn't quit on his call. David acts with faithfulness, with honor, with patience, with obedience. This is what a man after God's heart looks like. This is why God said David was the guy. This is why he was anointed to be the next king. This is why God said that he is a man after my own heart. These are the things, honor, faithfulness, patience, obedience. These are the things a king will need. These are the things that Saul had lost. Many of us, want, we want to skip some of those things. We want, we want to skip that preparation. All this stuff has been preparation for David as he's about to take the throne. Many of us, we want to skip that part. We want to skip the, the preparation. We want to skip the work. We want to get to the end result quick, right? We like to take those shortcuts because we're impatient. We want to be a disciple without discipline. We love grace, but sometimes the truth hurts. We love to experience God's power, but we don't like repentance. We want answers to prayer, but we often neglect prayer altogether. Preparation is important. In fact, preparation is necessary for promotion. And it was necessary for his next steps as he's about to become 
King, worship team, you guys can come up. The truth is, sometimes we struggle in those seasons of waiting. It's frustrating, Don. Sometimes you're like, I don't know what to do next. I don't, I don't know what's about to happen. I don't know when this answer's coming. I don't, I don't know when this breakthrough's coming. I, I, don't, I don't know when, what the next season is. 2020 felt like the longest year of life. 2021's not looking any better. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, when, 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 when? And we get tired. We get frustrated. We get stressed. We get depressed. We're tired of waiting. We struggle. Because those seasons are hard. Those seasons are uncomfortable. Nobody likes those seasons. You can easily get frustrated. And those seasons of waiting, you mind yourself, may find yourself not feeling it. And you don't want to quit. Can I urge you today? Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit because, man, your breakthrough just might be around the corner. Don't quit because that answer to prayer might be one more prayer away. Don't, don't quit now. Don't quit now. Look how far God has brought you. Don't quit. Don't give up yet. God's not done with you. What he's wanting to do is something in you so he can do something through you. So don't take things into your own hands because maybe you don't see the answer yet. Maybe you don't see how things are going to play out just yet. Sometimes, check this out, sometimes God doesn't meet our expectations because he wants to exceed them. There's more going on here than David just to be uh, about to be king, right? There's so much more going on here. There's so much more. David wasn't just about to become king, but from his royal line would come the king of kings. bigger than David just becoming the king. Because God's got a bigger plan, a bigger picture, that this is a strategic part of his plan. Because from the house of David will come the Messiah, Jesus. I feel like life is like a puzzle sometimes. You ever do those really large puzzles? And the pieces are much smaller in those puzzles. And sometimes pieces look like they fit together. And so we try to make them fit, right? And then we start building around it, and we realize, oh, man, this piece didn't go here. So then what we have to do, take all that back apart and start back over again. So what should have taken us a certain amount of time is now taking us longer. Or sometimes we, we get those pieces together, and it's like, I think it fits, but I don't know, but I guess it doesn't fit, and, and so other pieces around it don't fit now. So it's affecting other things, maybe affecting other people in our life, or affecting future events in our life. And I know it's difficult because sometimes we don't know what the bigger picture is, but you know who does? God does. God wants to help you put the pieces of your life together because he knows the bigger picture. He has a plan for your life. And when we go outside of that plan, when we go outside of his will, we only prolong what God wants to do. So we end up waiting even longer or just quitting altogether. Trust God's plan. It may not look like the way you think it should, but trust God's plan. Come on, will you stand up with me today? Trust his plan. Why? Because his ways are higher. His ways are greater. He created you. He has the plan. He has the purpose for your life. And even when we don't see it, know, trust that he is working. That he is working. That his 
silence? Is it his absence? He is working. He is there. He is with you every step of the way. And I know it can be tough, but use the waiting to want God more in your life. Come on, let's pray. Father, right now, there may be some people in this room that are waiting on something. And it's been tired. It's been frustrated. It's weighing on them. God, would you reassure them today that you're working, that you are there, God, that you're going to strengthen them, God, that you're going to bring them through, God, that you're going to lead them through to whatever it is, if that's an answer to prayer, God, if, 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 it's, a, if it's a promotion, if it's a job thing, if it's a financial thing, God, if it's a, a relational thing, God, whatever it might be, but if it's a healing type thing, God, whatever it might be, God, that, that it, it will come to Christ, Lord, I just pray those of faith right now, God, to rise up in this room, God, that people will be strong. Thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.